Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. Stone of my spiritual practice. But I also am curious to see what the Lord does in kind of speaking to us in this moment uh, in particular. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing. I'm gonna, we're going to be um, looking at a psalm. Uh, I'm going I'm to have some of my friends come up and uh, we're going to meditate together on the psalm. And then we're going to kind of change it over to intercession. And you guys are going to be taking part in that too. So I want everyone to take out your cellular telephone devices or your iPads or your iMacs, whatever you brought with you. And uh, I want you to open up a note because there's going to be some time for you to, to kind of listen to the Lord. Um, but we see this, the very first Psalm, Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And I love that the very first psalm, and the psalms are basically like the hymnal for the, for the Jewish people. These were the songs that they would sing when they get together. And one thing in our, in our group every Friday morning when we gather together, uh, we've been doing it on Zoom for the past year, and then we gather together, we meditate on a psalm, and then we turn that into intercessory prayer. It's continually seeing how the, the Jewish people hold so beautifully that tension. Uh, the one that we did this past Friday, it starts off, how long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? Now, we feel like today that would be inappropriate to bring that kind of thing into the worship space. As if you kind of, you've got to work that out, out there. And then when you come to church, it's like, everything's great and I can smile and here we go. Let's sing this song and it's happy. And, it, and there's a place for that. But in the Jewish tradition, it's like, how long, oh Lord? Are we really going to do this again? Do I have to stay here? And then there's this beautiful changeover at the end of that psalm. And we find that that's part and process of worship. For them, all of that gets on the table. I love that Israel means to wrestle, to wrestle with God. That's the evidence of their faith, not the thing that happens on the side or the thing that you feel bad about. And so we can use scripture to enter into peace with Jesus. And I love this idea. You know, sometimes we, we read the Bible and then we just pray. But there's an actual way that we can turn what we're reading into prayer, that we actually participate with those who have come before us. But we also listen really carefully as we're reading scripture. What is it that God is doing in our hearts? What's he laying on our minds and our thoughts? And be attentive to those things and then turn those things into prayer. And I think that's one of the beautiful ways that God speaks to us. We spoke last week about how God speaks to us through community through the people that we're rubbing shoulders with day in and day out. That's one of the most powerful ways that he speaks. But he also speaks to us through scripture, but we have to listen to what's happening in our hearts and minds to know what he's saying and what he's asking of us. And our community is one that believes that scripture is infallible. And some of you automatically are having like that twitch of the way that you grew up. And you're like, what does that mean? Infallible means cannot fail. Okay, that's what infallible means. When I say the Bible is infallible, you say, well, it cannot fail to do what? And I believe that it's infallible in the sense that it leads us to Jesus. That's what the Bible's for, right? 
That's what the Bible is for. That's what it's there for. The Bible even tells us that's what it's there for. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, you know, God spoke in the past in many times, in many ways through the prophets. But now he's spoken through Jesus the Messiah. He's the image of God, like the exact radiance of God's character. And so the Bible itself says all of this is here to point you to Jesus. And if you allow the Bible to do that, it is infallible. It will not fail you. And so when we meditate on Scripture, that's what we're doing is we're seeking to enter into peace or togetherness with Jesus. We're allowing the words on the page to to wash over us and lead us into a deeper revelation of the word that is Jesus Christ. And so it's important when you're meditating on Scripture to to resist the analysis I love analysis. I love studying scripture. I love knowing about the agricultural practices of the first century and how that pertains to, um, you know, an oppressed people in, in, in Judea, you know, in the time of the Roman. I love that, you know. Give me more. It's great. I love knowing that this one weird Hebrew word is only repeated twice and in this place. It's, you know, I love all that stuff. Um, but that's not the same thing as being a Christian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of amazing atheist theologians and Bible scholars out there that are doing wonderful work that don't believe any of it. Um, The important thing is that in tangent with all that stuff, we're allowing scripture to lead us into relationship with Jesus. So that's what we're trying to do here. We're not analyzing the scriptures, but we're allowing them to lead us into the presence of Jesus. And so what we're gonna do in a moment, I'm gonna call up some of the people that are in my prayer group and we're gonna read Psalm 126. And um, I want you just to allow the words to wash over you. I'm going to read it slowly, almost maybe uncomfortably slow. And what's going to happen is that for some of you, there's going to be a certain word or phrase that just pops up, and it just, it just sits with you. And that's the Lord drawing something up into your attention. For some of you, he's going to remind you of something. And maybe it's a, a previous memory. Maybe he, remi- he gives you an image or another word, something like that. And it's to trust that's also him speaking. For some of you, there's going to be a hunch or an inclination, or you're going, to, you're going to really take careful inventory of what's happening in your life at this moment. Like, what is it that you brought in here? And it's going to attach to whatever you hear in the psalm. Whatever is stirred up within you when we meditate, that's the thing that you have to pay careful observation to, because that might be the Lord speaking. And you allow yourself to just sit in that. And say, okay, this is, Lord, this is what I feel like you're, you're, you're saying. Like, start to unpack that for me. And that's when we start to make ourselves some notes on our phones just to kind of see what it is that he wants to do. So I want to invite up Lydia, Jonathan, and Robert. Um, and give them a round of applause as they come up here. Some are more um, attuned to public speaking than others. Um, but that's great. We love discomfort. And uh, so uh, we've, been doing, we've been doing this group for uh, seven and a half years now. Um, there's been a lot of different people that have been involved in it. But it's been so amazing to kind of every week kind of come back to the Psalms and just to practice this. See, what is it the Lord's saying? And what we usually do is I'll read it. We'll meditate. And then we just start sharing what we all feel like we're hearing. And it's really beautiful to see the threads that the Lord will weave between us. And then when we come to intercessory prayer, we kind of have this foundation, like God wants us to pray in this specific direction. And so that's what we're gonna practice today. I'm gonna read Psalm 126. Um, 
I'm going to, we're going to kind of meditate on that for a couple minutes. I'm going to have them share what they feel like the Lord's saying, and then you're going to turn to one another and share what you feel like the Lord is saying, okay? Sound good? A lot of moving pieces, but I got it up here. It makes sense to me, all right? So um, just kind of get in a posture to receive that usually looks like, you know, I think our bodies, like our body posture, our hearts and minds usually follow that. So if you're like all closed off, your heart's closed off. But if you're like open, your heart is open. And um, so I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read the words of Psalm 126, and you'll be able to see it on the screen, or you can just kind of keep your eyes closed, whatever works for you. Um, so Heavenly Father, we, we do testify the truth that you're here, um, that you are with us, that you are for us. God, you see us in this moment in our story, as we're on the precipice of another transition, you know what's going on in our hearts and our minds better than we know ourselves. You know for each of us individually what it is that we're bringing into this place with us and what it is that we're anticipating once we leave. Would you reveal those things to us now, Lord, so that we can be fully present in this moment and enter into peace with Christ. So speak, Lord, for we're listening. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. And I'll read it once more right through. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. 
So I'm gonna give you four minutes to meditate on that Psalm and see what the Lord has to say to you. Amen. <clears throat> so you can continue writing if you feel like there's a lot coming. And, you know, for me, a lot of times it's going to be even questions. Like, I feel like questions can be from the Lord as much as, like, answers or solutions. But 
Um, so I'm gonna just take a couple minutes, and uh, for the three of you, there's, I think there's one mic over here, and, and Lydia, you get your own microphone, so you guys can kind of share. Um, just what's, and one of the things I love is recognizing each person's personality in this. So like the four of us, we generally have the same kind of approach that becomes a, more like our language with the Lord. Um, so there's a, there's a really great diversity in that as much as there is like seeking that common word from God. So I'll just kind of open it up. What do you guys feel like you're seeing and what are you hearing? What's the Lord saying and doing here? I think we're all looking at you, Robert. <laughs> I think it's on. Hello. Uh, restores our fo- restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the negative is what I latched on. Um, at first, I'm looking because the negative is as a desert is dry, and I I didn't know what that meant. Comparing it with a different version, like the New Living, says restore our fortunes as streams renew the desert and Many people uh, during this course of pandemic have felt dry um, for many things, spiritually or um, physically, emotionally, financially. Um, Others have actually been renewed, um, like the waters renew the desert. So for me, I've I've felt this year, you know, it's just been battling the dryness and hoping for uh, the water courses to renew uh, my soul um, and also how the psalm moves from you know the Lord has done great things for us and uh, we're filled with joy uh, I was thinking how that's generally in Christ how we are and yet it bumps down to like but restores Lord because right now Things suck, and we need you to turn this around for us. And um, at least in our uh, church, the North American church, we know there has been a lot that needs to be restored, renewed, uh, refreshed, so that um, we can say with one accord, the Lord has done great things for us, and we really are filled with joy. That's good. (laughs) I like how you took a picture of that one. Um, can you hear me? Is it on? Yeah. Um, okay, so the thing that stuck out to me uh, was in verse 2 where um, it says, the Lord has done great things for them. Um, I think, you know, when it's talking about, like, we were men who dreamed, like, you, we were dreamed of when you were coming out of the things, that, hard things that we're going through, and, like, all of a sudden everything is, is, is good, and, but you sometimes you need other people to point out to you that the Lord has done these things for you. It's not you that did them. It's not just happenstance. Um, the, the Lord has blessed you, and sometimes you need other people to point that out. Um, and then also uh, in verse 5, and it says, um, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy, um, meaning sow in tears mean that you need to, like, grieve uh, the things that um, that you have happened or are going through and and sowing in tears means like you're planting the seeds and you're watering them with your tears like you are needing to to grieve those things before you can actually remember like have remembrance of them before you can get into the joy of Mm. what god has for you that's good 
It's really good. Sometimes it's hard to follow up to get two people who basically looked at the two same things that stuck out to you. Um, but um, the, what stuck out to me was we're we were like those who dream. Um, it was just a nice line, and it reminded me of one of my favorite verses in scriptures um, in Proverbs where um, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, uh, but a desire fulfilled or a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. And we had previously um, uh, read Psalm 1, and it sort of kind of connected those two verses or that passage with this passage. And um, I feel like when we, when we come to the cross, when we come to the tree of life, we have access to this fullness uh, to dream again, mm -hmm. to desire again. And, um, and connecting that with the, the streams of Negev, Negev um, is, is this reality that we've waited so long for this moment to come. And it's like, I think the rain would only come once a year and maybe for these people who were hoping for water to come to them in, in Negev. So they were, they were waiting so long, you know, and hoping for, um, for the rains to come, but that didn't mean that they just sat and waited there while they waited. Yeah. They prepared for the rain to come. And sometimes the rain would come, sometimes it wouldn't. Right. But you'd still need to sow in that place of dryness. You know? And so that really hit me um, personally in so many ways because I'm personally experiencing uh, a season of God is restoring to me the things that were lost. And uh, funny enough, our community group was discussing that last week, so it's kind of cool to, uh, to see that, that common thread. Yeah, you know? it's good. Yeah, I always, I hate this psalm. <laughs> Those who sow, tears with, uh, sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. And um, just thinking about the, 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 the effort that sowing takes, like you invest, you put tears in the dirt and you cover them up and then over time, joy comes out of that. And I was thinking about, um, you know, a lot of the work that I've done, like understanding emotions over the past several years has said you cannot experience the fullness of the, the light emotions without contending with the dark. Like if we don't, if we don't feel uh, disappointment and pain and uh, if we don't feel those things we can't lay claim to joy which is like dang it <laughs> why can't I skip over all that bit and I was just thinking a lot about like how recently I've had so many things that need that require weeping over and I've been paying attention to these moments where I start to feel it come and then I pause and I'm like let's pull it back in let's hold it together let's be manly or let's be an adult or whatever, you know, like these, all these other messages. And I'm trying to just going like, Jesus, what is that? What's that thing where I know that I need to weep? I need, I need to, I need, and specifically to sow these tears, but I'm, yeah, I'm not doing it. What's holding me back? Because I think about like, you know, the, the image that I got was like Jesus at the grave of Lazarus, like weeping, you know? Um, why? Was Jesus weeping so that the joy of receiving his friend back would be all the greater? I don't know. Um, so that was really, yeah, that was really messing with me. So I want you to take two minutes. I want you to turn to the people next to you, share. What it, what, like, we'll put that question back up there. What is the Lord saying and doing here? What, 
What is he speaking to you? So let's just take two minutes and share. About 30 seconds. Okay. So I hope... I hope you can kind of lay claim to like, this is in fact God speaking. I think one of the biggest issues in believing that God speaks is even just having the confidence to believe he wants to speak and that you're actually worthy and capable of hearing him. And it just takes practice. You know, I've always said like, we always think like, if it's from God, then it's true. But the reverse is also accurate. Like if it's true, it's from the Lord. Like he speaks in a multitude of ways. And and when we practice these things, we're learning to build those muscles um, to hear, his, to know how to hear his voice, and then how to respond. So, we allow Scripture to enter in, like enter us into the peace of Christ, togetherness with Jesus. We begin to allow Him to speak to things that somehow like tie together all of these amazing truths about who He is, and then where we're at in life right now, and it recontextualizes all the things that we're experiencing in life. And all of a sudden, all that stuff, all the the, the good and the bad and the ugly, it all gets placed in his story as opposed to the other way around, right? Like we every once in a while introduce Jesus into our story, but really it's about us being found in his. And so what happens when we, when we do this is like that energy needs to go somewhere. And so intercession becomes the place where we're like, we're putting that energy kind of back out into the world. And that's what we do. We, we use whatever we feel like the Lord is kind of speaking to us and looking at those strands, looking at the diversity of, of what we're each hearing. And then when we come to the prayers of the people from the the Book of Common Prayer, we find so many places where that truth starts to connect. And so I'm going to be leading you through this liturgical prayer. And there's these different categories it walks us through. And what I love is we pray for things that we normally probably wouldn't pray for. Um, A lot of us pray uh, prayers that are inside out, right? 
We feel this thing on the inside of us, and then we pray that out. And that's really good. Like, here's what I'm experiencing in my life. Here's where I need help. Here's what I'm, you know, how I'm experiencing the Lord. But prayers that are outside in, I think, are really important, which is like, that's the place of liturgy. That liturgy leads us places that we probably wouldn't go on our own. You'll find this today when we pray for, like, the president. You're like, you can do that. It's like, yeah, we should do that because the Bible says we should. You can, I mean, we're going to pray for creation. You're like, I should pray for nature? Yeah, you probably should. It was your first job if you read the Bible. <laughs> so the category is basically, like, we're going to pray for the church, capital C Church. We're going to pray for our nation and for all the nations. We're going to pray for the earth as creation. We're going to pray for our friends and family, the people that we're connected to. We're going to be praying for people who are suffering in particular. Um, we're not going to be, I don't know how to phrase this. I even like, wondered if we would do this. We're going to remember those who have died. Let's put it that way. That feels like a nice ecumenical thing. We're not going to pray to the dead. We're, what we're saying is, God, whatever happened, we trust you. And then I'm going to um, close us out um, with a collect, which is a prayer that's designated for this specific week. So, um, so I will pray those. They're going to kind of pray what the Lord leads them to, and I'm going to leave space for you to pray in your seats. And like I've said before, I think when we articulate it out loud, when you pray out loud, it's not that God hears you better, it's that you hear you better. And you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I want to say. So I'll just leave it at that. So let us pray for the church and for the world. So first we pray for the church. Grant Almighty God that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. We pray for City Beautiful Church. We pray for all churches that we are connected to as a people. Father God, I pray that you would reveal to us um, the great things that you've done for us in this season of dryness, that, um, that you are um, restoring us. And I say, Lord, in your mercy, and you respond. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. We especially pray for our President Joe, for our Vice President Kamala, for our Congress and our courts. We pray for our Governor Ron. We pray for our County Mayor Jerry. And we pray for our City Mayor Buddy. And for these men and women, whether they know your voice or not, that you would continue to guide them to what justice actually means in your kingdom and what peace truly looks like. And may we never accept uh, the substitutes of those things that we find in the world. Yeah, Lord, your word says that blessed are those who come uh, bearing the good news of your kingdom. And uh, we know that there are people here um, in this church who also uh, work in the public sector and, and work towards um, provoking and inspiring the work of bringing the common good and peace to this city and neighborhoods and different networks around the world. 
And I pray that you would bless their work as well as they hold leaders and dignitaries and whoever they may be accountable to continue to do, um, to advance the common good and to bring you glory because you are the father of lights and every good and perfect gift comes from you. Yes. Thank you, God. Lord, in your mercy, give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Let's pray for creation itself. God, we especially celebrate those who are on the front lines of taking care of creation, creating innovative solutions for us to be more responsible and to enter into our first vocation uh, to help uh, nature itself become fruitful and increase in number. Father, let the needs of future generations precede those of perceived uh, wealth accumulation now, uh, that we may truly honor uh, those who live now and those who will come after us. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Just pray for any specific names or faces that come to mind for you. Lord, I pray for my friends at the Anchor in Nashville as they also get ready to transition out of their space that you would be so gracious um, to lead them well into the next chapter of, of their own little community. Father God, I pray for the community uh, groups that are um, continuing to meet um, in this community. I pray that you would um, draw them together and that you would um, speak to um, to speak to each other through the, through, speak to people through other people okay. in our community, God. Um, and I pray for those groups that um, are forming in the next um, coming weeks that you would um, bless those as well. Yes. Lord, in your mercy, your comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, we especially ask your loving presence with all of those who are continuing to suffer from COVID-19, not just in our country, but around the world, that you would strengthen frontline workers in their resolve uh, to see this virus overcome. And may you restore the fortunes of uh, those who are currently unemployed and who will be uh, homeless, who are homeless right now. Uh, bring them the uh, material needs uh, to live their lives. Um, 
and bring your church the comfort of your salvation. Uh, renew our hearts this day, we ask. Yes, Lord. Lord, in your mercy. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Father God, I lift up to you all those um, who have suffered and, um, and died of COVID this year, that you would be with them and their, their families as they continue to mourn the loss um, and uh, as this nation um, sows the tears that um, will reap the joy, God. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, make us have perpetual love and reverence for your holy name. For you never fail to help and govern those whom you have set upon the sure foundation of your loving kindness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So I invite you to stand with me and we're continue on in worship. Just see what the Lord does and what he says. And maybe he wants to continue to speak to you uh, in this time. Um, but let's, let's celebrate this time that we have together. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.